Guy's yeah. amazing. Yeah, he's a nice guy. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a cat, though. I'm Adam Brenneman. This, 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 this is... Next up. Perfect. All right. Appreciate your time. Thank you for doing this. There we go. Set up. Appreciate your time. Tight end. I'm a DB. <laughs> covered a lot of covered a lot of tight ends over the day. Over the day. So. Yeah. T- tell me about your, your your playing career. Oh, I, I played defensive back in college, and, yeah. and um, uh, I was a, I was a running back in high school, and uh-huh. we platooned in my high school. We were a pretty big high school. I had like 800 people in my graduating class, yeah. 700, whatever. Um, and um, we platooned. I played running back, and I, I didn't think I'd play Division One ball um, running back. So I knew I was going to play defense. I played goal line defense. So I went to junior college. Back then, if you're from where I was from, Kansas City, if you didn't get recruited by Division One, you'd go to JUCO. JUCO, yeah. And, um, I, to, and played defensive back, strong mm-hmm. safety. And then I got re-recruited and, and went to Arkansas State and ended up playing there. And then I went then I went on from there to coach. Um, it's in about 70 resumes. I went to this little thing called this computer lab uh-huh. on campus back in the old days. <laughs> yeah. And I filled out a, a resume and sent it to about 80. You didn't have your own computer? It, no, I didn't, no, nobody had a computer. Yeah. I had to go to this place called this computer lab and uh, send, send about 70 resumes to coaches. Mm-hmm. I mean, I sent them to you know, Bo Schimbeck or Joe Paterno. Uh, you know, every coach you can think of, big time coach. Um, and I got, I got a letter back from uh, university of Kansas and I was hired to be a quality, they're called analysts now they're analysts. So I was like one of the very first analysts (laughs) that was allowed, um, in college athletics. Um, they called them quality controls back then. So I was on, I was on the defensive side. So we did a lot. It's a lot of offenses. No, no one, what the. Analyst salaries are today. I don't want to. That had to be a oh, low yeah, paying position. No, I was, right? I was making a lot of money back then. I was making three hundred and eighty dollars a month <laughs> for three years. It was it was uh, it was outstanding. It was I mean, a dream I had, come true. I yeah. had enough money. Three hundred dollars went to rent. Yeah. And my I lived with this guy uh, named Mark Slider, which was one of my ex teammates, and uh, he was in hospital administration. And I paid him three hundred dollars three hundred dollars a month rent, and then I had eighty dollars left over for beer. <laughs> So uh, and then I ate the training table with the, the players. It. So that was about three years. I love it. Yeah. How how do you feel like you, that playing time and coaching kind of prepared you to be an athletic director? Well, I think what it does is it allows you to really understand what our student athletes are going through. Um, not only the daily grind of being a student athlete, the education goal, educational goals you have. The suits you have, the, the the rigor of education and athletics together, but also being a transfer, you know, yeah. you know, people that have to transfer, people that are trying to make it, um, you know, that want to play division one sports um, or any sports in particular. Um, I think I have a pretty good grasp on that. I think I'm one of only a handful of ADs in the country, FBS ADs in the country that have, that have been a division one athlete and a division one coach, uh, FBS uh, coach and uh so um they didn't call it that then they called mm. it 1a yeah 1a remember that 1a 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 yeah. 1a people still call it 1a uh, right? <laughs> uh, yeah one fcs that's that's changed since i've been in, in, in ad it was 1a 1a and then it went from uh then went, you know went to bcs and then it went to fbs conference so um 
Yeah, so I think it's really helped shape our principles, my principles as an athletic director, um, and what we do every single day. Um, it's, it's, you got to keep the main thing, the main thing. Something has to be the main thing. And ours is postgraduate um, goals and aspirations is yeah. our, our administration really has to focus on, you know, we're the only school in the country that if you sign a national letter intent with us, that we're going to guarantee you a career, a job and your career. Um, and uh, we've, we've had 100% job placement for about nine years. That's Something awesome. Maybe, yeah, so it's been good. So when you say you guarantee the job and career, how, how's that, how's that so work? So you... We guarantee you. Um, so if you th- if you stay if you stay with our school, mm-hmm. finish eligibility, graduate, and uh, we 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 start matriculating you through a program called the Knights Leadership Academy, okay. and we guarantee you a job. Awesome. You graduate or grad school placement. Some some go to grad school. So um, uh, you know we have a whole program set in place. That after their freshman year, we put them in this and we find a mentor. We get them ready, and so mm-hmm. they have a leg up. Um, and if they don't make it to the, and a lot of our athletes believe they can play pro, you know, women's basketball, men's basketball, football. Um, but we know the percentages are small, right? Yeah. Huh? Yep. So we have to be prepared uh, for that and we're their plan B if they don't make it. And it's been successful. We've helped many young people, thousands of young men and women um, change the narrative in their, of what they've grown up to believe. And um, and with a with a career, and the greatest satisfaction for me is when I get a picture of someone's new house that they mm-hmm. bought or their new their office space that they're working, and and so and that's 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 so f- far more important than all the points and tackles they make and catches yeah. they make and baskets. So you know that's something that drives us every single day. Those are the core principles that we have, and if you're not. If it doesn't help us get better on the playing surface or in the classroom so you can have a long career, um, then we're not going to do it. Uh, I'm curious about your journey to getting to UCF and how your time at Arkansas State yeah. kind of prepared you for this moment. Well, I wasn't really looking for anything. And, you know, yeah. I've, I've, I was asked um, over the years to interview for other jobs. And I was, they took care of me and I had mm. great bosses and, had three chancellors there and, and had a system president that was really good and they were good to me. And so I wasn't really looking for something. I was trying to build something. We we, were, we built $90 million with new facilities. Um, we took our budget from when I first got there, $15 million to $42 million. Uh, we had really good staff. And, um, you know, we, it's just learning as you go. I mean, no two athletic departments are the same. Yeah. Um, when this position opened up, I'm not a caretaker um, it'd be really hard for me to go to school like Alabama. Yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm a foundation builder, always have. My background, I was at FAU. We, the stadium project was the project that I worked on, the new stadium that's down there in South Florida. And so I've always been at programs that are builders. And I've worked for some of the greatest architects in college football and just college athletics in history. Um, so I, that's how I've been brought up in this business. And... Um, and so I, so when this one opened up, I knew there was a lot of work to do. There was, there was a, had a really good foundation, but was no, nowhere complete. Yeah. And so we have a lot of work to do and, and now we're doing it. We're, now we're going on three parallel tracks uh, with capital improvements, operating capital, 
and uh, um, maintenance funds. And that's going to help. That's what we have to focus on in our Mission 12 as we transition to the Big 12. I think the one thing fans will be interested to hear is how that search pro- search process happens. You know, like when do you get the call that the about the UCF got, job? How's it happen? Yeah, I just got a call from a search and said, "Are you interested in the job?" And I was like, "Eh." I was like Lou from Major League. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to sell a pair of white walls on the other side. But uh, no, I was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was not because UCF was. It's just like I was. I had it good. And yeah, we were just coming off COVID. COVID year, and we just hired a new coach, and I was feeling bad about that. But uh, um, but then I started thinking about it. I said, let me think about it, and I started thinking about it. And it's, it's a school that I always looked at that would be one of my top schools mm-hmm. that I would leave my previous place for. And for a lot of it, it has to do with I love the region. I love the area. I know you can win. It fits my personality. Uh, we have a lot of work to do, um, and I'm, I'm – I'm, Hopefully we have an administration. I believe we have an administration and a board, and with that, and we have a fan base that really wants to mm-hmm. to um, to take our program to different heights, and that includes the three things I just talked about with the you know building our budgets, operating capital, and, and uh, capital improvements. So, um, so then it was then I started getting excited about it and I interviewed, and they offered me the job, which was very nice. I'm sure, they had good candidates. Yeah. You took the job at a unique time, too, because there was no head football coach. And, and you then hired Coach Malzahn within, what was it, like three yeah, days, four days? I was trying to get days, them to hire days. an interim, you know, that way we could <laughs> take our time. Because it was February. Yeah. And you think about the, the people that were available, uh, you know, it, there was a lot of coaches that were already re-signed or signed mm-hmm. or had a, had contracts. We didn't have a lot of buyout money. We had some buyout money um, from the transition of the previous AD and the um, – previous head coach. Um, but you know, we, you know, the, the day I was hired is when I started working, there was no, Hey, I'll, I'll see you in a month. It was, you know, it, I, the, my first, my first day in the job was my press conference. Um, I started a couple of days before that, when I knew it was in the job, I started making some calls to see, gather the interest mm-hmm. of coaches. And, uh, I think we had a pretty good pool. And, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, uh, for where we needed to go after my first job, my first day in the job, I wanted to meet with the football team because I knew that was going to be a big hire. And I knew how important this hire was to this fan base. And so um, I met with the team and then I met with the leadership team. And I, I talked to them for, you know, 30, 45 minutes and basically just, you know, peppered them with questions you know, what, to, about the culture. Uh, and I didn't use those words. Yeah. Um, I just asked them a lot of different questions. Um, Recruiting, strength and conditioning, um, all that kind of stuff. And, and plus, I was on the college football, you know, uh, playoff, playoff yeah. committee. And so I saw the teams, the teams, and I watched a lot of film. I watched UCF a lot. And I, I saw that, you know, I think that we needed to probably step up our recruiting some. Yeah. And we had some really good players here, but we needed to continue to recruit at a very high level um, that, that, that I think that this fan base deserves and I think our university deserves. And in order for us, and at the time, you know, we weren't in the, we weren't, we didn't have an invitation to the Big 12, but I still thought we had a chance to win a real national championship. And I thought we could, you know, with the right coach and our vision and athletic department um, and our goals and our principles, that we could attract some of the best talented or the most talented young people in the the country. After you found out you were getting the the AD job, how quickly did you call Coach Malzahn after that? 
Well, I actually called him a couple days when I knew I was going to get the job. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Uh-huh. I grew up in Kansas City, and I, my dad had tickets in 19. And so the Kansas City Chiefs were playing in the Super Bowl <laughs> when the day that I got the offer. So I didn't even watch the game. They were playing the box. They lost. So, uh-huh. um, But uh, that was kind of a bummer. So I, I made a call, I think, that night to Coach Malzahn. I said, listen, because I was I didn't know if he had I had no idea if he was yeah. interested or not. Um, you know, and he said, listen, I am interested. Now that you're getting the job, I'm definitely interested. Um, and uh, so I said, okay, well, stay tuned. I'll, I'll get back to you. Let me get this stuff done, and I'll, I'll get back to you. And then I just knew he was going to be in the pool. If, I, you know, if he said, nah, you know what, I'm going to sit this year out. It's been tough. And, and I, even that, even that, after I, we, we, he said he was interested, we had a long conversation because, you know, what he went through was pretty tough. traumatic. Yeah. And he's a very successful coach. And, you know, um, I hired another coach in, in my past that had to go through a very traumatic uh, situation, too. And he said, you know, he wasn't ready to get back into it. And I wanted yeah. to make sure that he was ready. And he was, he convinced me that he was ready. He was ready. He was like, I mean, I've, been, I've already been out for like six months <laughs> yeah. or four months or whatever. Mm-hmm. Three, no, three months, whatever it was. And he's like, I'm ready to get back. Yeah. So that's just what he does. He's a coach. So, um, but we had a good pool. Um, and, um, you know, would have probably been different if it wasn't February, if it was December, just because it was, you know, it was late. Yeah. So. Makes sense. But it was, it was still, uh, he was the right guy at the right time for all the elements that we needed. We needed somebody that could recruit at a very high level. And they've been, they do it the best in the SEC. So. And, and you guys have had very little, even when, when you came and then when Coach Malzahn came, there was very little attrition. You lost very few players in that time frame of not have, having a coach. We didn't have one in the portal. Yeah. And, Which um, is remarkable when you think about it with yeah. today's day and age of football. And I knew, you know, if you really go back, and I said, then we start getting the X and O's of the philosophy of, of, the, of the offense and defense, is you have to have a power running game. You go back and look at whether it's the NFL, Little League, high school, college, the teams that have the best running games. Mm-hmm. And you can win a lot of games by throwing the ball, but, Jimmy, you know, you, 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 have, to, you have to run the ball too. And uh, having a good power running game, and, and, and that was something that was really important. And, you know, I looked at, we didn't have very, at the previous couple of years, we didn't have very good complemental. Our complementary offense was not probably where it needed to be. Uh, they were very fast. They played at a high level. They were off the, they were off the field really yeah, quick. A lot of they, three outs. Yeah, a lot of three outs. <laughs> yeah. So the defense was on the field. So complementary football was something that was going to be really important. And eating up the clock. And sustaining drives and, and, and scoring in the red zone, and that was something that was that I looked at it or scrutinized a lot when I was doing the evaluation. Can you give us or take us behind the scenes of the conference realignment discussions and, yeah. and how the Big Twelve came to be? So you know, when I first got here, we started looking at it. We were prepared. Um, we did. Um, we had a trustee meeting, even though when I first I literally started preparing it the first week. And I, uh, we had a trustee meeting. We introduced the fo- our concept of the football campus. And um, that was something that we put out. We dripped out there nationally yeah. so that if there was ever conference realignment. I've been through conference realignment six times. Okay. Yeah. So I've had experience. You've been around them. the block. That you, have yeah. to be, that you have to be prepared. Yeah. Because you never know when it's coming. And so if you, if, you, if you think it's coming, it'll hit you. And all of a sudden, you're not prepared. So when Texas and Oklahoma decided to go to the SEC, then the announcement came. 
I think even some ADs in the SEC were surprised mm-hmm. that they were, they were, they were coming in. Um, we were prepared. We didn't have to do much. The only thing we had to do is probably send out some more packets and all that stuff. So, um, you know, uh, we reached out and to see, you know, I sent my contact info to the um, commissioners. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there was a need. And, and you know, obviously we, our history and, and the the evolution of our program, we were very attractive. And I think we were definitely one of the best on the board uh, for expansion. And um, that's that's how it all got started. And then Bob Bullsby came to my house to met with me. Me and my house wasn't even still 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 uh, moving in and uh, met with me and my board chair Alex Martins and uh, our our university president um, Alex Cartwright and uh, we had a conversation. That's what it started. Was it the Big Twelve the whole time, or is yeah. it, is it other other conferences? Well, in play? I, well, I mean, we were looking at other things too, yeah. but I mean. Um, um, you know, whatever, you know, just, yeah. I didn't know you had to be, you know, you had to reach out to everybody just, to, yeah. just cause you didn't know how things were going to, you know, yeah. move. I was in the big 12 when they went from the big eight to the big 12. And I was in the big 12 the second time where, when Nebraska and Colorado left and Texas A&M left and TCU was brought in. So you just never knew who was going to go where. Yeah. So you, you were talking to as many people that would talk to you. You guys have been so innovative as an athletic department, and I see it in the football program with just from a social media standpoint, from the things like the QR codes on the back of the jerseys, and in your lobby, the sign says the future of college athletics, yeah. the future of college football, whatever it says. Was, is that strategic, and, yeah. and you know, what, where does that kind of mentality come from? Well, it's, it has a lot to do with it. We're trying to mirror our youth, uh, youthfulness and playfulness of yeah. our fan base and our alumni. Mm-hmm. Um, we have 350,000 living alumni, and our average age is, is at 38. Yeah. And we're the only alumni that's getting— Not, not a ton uh, of old donors no, there. No, <laughs> no. Don't, you don't, you don't, you, we don't look like a lot of traditional college towns when you yeah. go into those towns. And so, um, you know, with— NIL, you know, presenting itself, the region that we lived, we're, we, we were, you know, in a metropolitan area. We serve this community at a very high level with uh, in the industry, uh, in the different industries, I should say. And so um, I, I do think that we are the, our university is the future of what higher ed is going to look like. Mm. And as a result of that, then I think these metropolitan flight departments will be able to flourish as well. Because at the end of the day, kids are looking for end result. End results is how are you going to get me to where I need to go? And if it's not to the you know NFL, NBA, WNBA, Major League Soccer, men and women Major League Soccer, then it has to be in a career and a job. Mm-hmm. And I think we are best poised to do that in this region, in this state, yeah. to do exactly that as opposed to uh, more traditional college towns uh, where um, you, your, your university is – the industry, and that's about it. And so, um, and and then you know, and then as you reference, you know, we have a really smart, um, you know, uh, student body. Um, our we have seventy thousand students, so an average age, the average ACT score is twenty eight. I couldn't have taken it twice and got that. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, the fact of the matter is, uh, the fact of the matter is really smart. And so, um, uh, our, our the the um, social media engagement is yeah. very high. It's awesome. Yeah, very high. You guys are trending on Twitter 
the other night during yeah. the Temple game. I, was, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't scroll anywhere without seeing oh, yeah. I mean, UCF and I the mean, space jerseys. Yeah, and, and just yeah. we had these low elements, these space jerseys. I was getting texts from my friends across the country like, what is this? What are you guys doing? <laughs> and then, and then you send, I sent them the graphic. Of what I, oh, wow, I didn't realize yeah, that. So cool. And, I, and yeah. I think that's really cool for the Big 12 because mm-hmm. you're always looking for unique uh, elements as a conference. Um, and, you know, just the you know same old boring you know, traditional college towns, you don't get that here. You're bringing in a, and in, in, in we match the vision of our new commissioner, Brett Yormark. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're open for business. We want to be youthful and playful, and we want to be top of mind. And that's, what, that's who we are. There, there's a book I read one time. It's called Brands Win Championships. It talks about you know, yes. how... how you don't win championships. It all starts with the brand. Do you, do you believe that? Yeah, believe I do. That? I yeah. do. I, I think building your brand is huge. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at some of these college teams around the country, they may not have won a conference championship in eight, nine years, but they mm-hmm. still have great brands yeah. Yeah. because they continue to develop it. Yeah. How does UCF in, in this department keep up with the college football arms race and recruiting. You know, with the new faci- every program, it seems like is remodeling their facility every other well, year. Recruiting has a lot to do. You were a recruited athlete, you know, it has a lot. First of all, it has to be evaluation yeah. first. And so nothing's ever changed. Mm-hmm. You think about it, let's go back to the 50s and 60s Alabama, Notre Dame, Navy, USC, Oklahoma, all these, they're still recruiting at a high level. Those, those brands are still recruiting at a high level. you got to be able to evaluate, recruit, and then develop. That's never going to change. I don't care what the arms race is, how good your facilities are. I can show you a lot of schools that have phenomenal facilities that aren't very good. Yeah, You've probably seen them, yeah, right? True. Yeah. Because they, they haven't hired the right people. They haven't, they haven't had the right cultures. Uh, you know, uh, they maybe pulled the trigger you know, too quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I think the, the biggest thing is you have to show to your student athletes that you have an end result. Yeah. And in, in the programs that we've, I've been a part of, we've done that. And um, I think that's, that becomes the race is not so much how big your locker room is. It's, mm. it's a mix. It's like, what are you getting? What are the student athletes? How much are they getting? You know, what's the NIL? What's my, how are you going to take care of me? Where am I going to live? Yeah. Do I have the opportunity to play pro ball after, mm-hmm. or if I don't make it, do I have an opportunity to get a job in a great community or wherever? Yeah. So I think that it's the total package. You have to tell, sell the total package. How, how involved are you in recruiting as the athletic director? Very. Yeah, Meet, well, meeting I'm, with big recruits? Yeah, I, mean, I met yeah. with a young lady uh, yesterday, yeah. an international student from Golfer mm-hmm. and her coach. Uh, international student. I mean, I'm very involved. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, we, we I talk to the four and five-star recruits that are here mm-hmm. uh, in our weekends, and I tell them, listen, we're going to guarantee you a job and, and career mm-hmm. and uh, um, and um, on your career path. And uh, I get more four or five-star parents that want to talk to me about that mm-hmm. as opposed to NIL. So tell me about what this is. I said, yes. Yeah. Because... You know, a career changes your family circumstances for life, whether mm-hmm. it be pro, whatever. Even if you get a cup of coffee in, in whatever pro industry you're in, you're not usually playing for more than yeah. three or four years, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to come back and go do something. So you have to have those, um, those connections in place to be, to be highly successful. And, that, and over the years, 
I've had guys that go get a cup of coffee in the NFL. They make a little bit of money. And, you know, they start businesses and yeah. they're doing really well. Yeah. But we put them in, we find the right mentors. We find the, find the right areas for them to be successful. And, you know, as a result, they, you know, they've changed their family's circumstances yeah. for life. Yeah. College at football, but really college athletics has changed more in the past, what, three years yeah. than it has in really the last, like, 30 years. Right. What are your thoughts on the state of college football, college athletics with the NIL, the transfer portal, the arms race and recruiting, all of it combined at one time is creating kind of this. A lot of people. Well, are, I'm, a, I'm a fan of NIL, yeah. the way it's applied. I always have been. Uh, I don't like the idea of NIL and the transfer portal, the way it's being utilized yeah. right now. And basically you're just doing free agency. Mm-hmm. You're just going to pay for players. I don't like it. It's not right. Uh, I think what happens is more kids get, um, get um, bamboozled mm-hmm. than more student than actually prosper. Um, I can, you know, show you several students that have left this place because, you know, they've been promised a promised, bunch and yeah. they're not playing all that much. Yeah. And, uh, um, and um, you know, it's, 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 it was a kind of a, it was a perfect storm for, um, NIL and transfer portal to hit the exact same time. Uh, I, we definitely have to put some guardrails on it. Um, we need to reevaluate it. I hopefully, you know, um, you know, we'll have some congressional intervention for some, um, anti-exemptions mm-hmm. like the, some of the pro leagues do. Um, so we're not constantly sued for everything we do. <laughs> um, because at the end of the day, I still say this, it is not a, it is not a right to be a student athlete. It is a privilege. I don't know why everybody feels entitled. You're a former student athlete. I'm a former student athlete. Every single day that I was out there, I felt, I felt very um, blessed to be able to do it. Yeah. And I think a lot of our kids, when they start thinking about it, they don't want to be employees. And you hear us, oh, we want to put, that's the they national media talking. They don't want to be employees yeah. because they understand, wait a minute, if I'm an employee, I can be fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they don't want to do that. So, uh, uh, but I do definitely think that we have to, you know, when we hire the next executive director of the NCAA, uh, that we, we have to have a really strong football guy. Uh, hopefully, we'll hire somebody that has that background, and um, and I think that they're going to have to reconfigure and repurpose some of the governance of what we're doing in football. You guys use the transfer portal to get really probably the face of your yeah. football program now, John Rice Plumley. Yeah. Were, were you involved in his recruiting at all when he? No, when he no. was. Because I guess Coach Malzahn knew. Yeah, him he knew him, and, and some of our coaches were involved in recruiting. I mean, he kept me up to date on yeah. it, but I mean, he he I, he he came on his visit. I met him. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, those guys, yeah. they're going to play. And, um, you know, we, we, we looked at a lot of quarterbacks that are starting mm-hmm. in Power Five right now, autonomy yeah. schools. So um, he kept me up to, up to date on. And uh, he, uh, you know, he, he, he recruited John Rice um, out of Auburn. And I think uh, Chip Lindsey, offense coordinator, was involved in that. Yeah. So they had, they had a real comfort level with him. Yeah, they can run an offense. We uh, we interviewed him yesterday. And he oh, you was did? A great, great, awesome kid. And we talked about you a little bit. He was like, "He's the man." Love oh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got yeah. a great personality. Though. He's got a great personality. Yeah, he's 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 a, he's a great guy, and I, I think he's really you knows he continues to settle in in the position and you get reacquainted with and played for quarterback for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, I think he's really developing a leadership role in this in this yeah football team, but in, just in the athletic department. Yeah. 
Where, where do you think UCF football can be in five years? We win a national championship. I really do. I believe that. Uh, we got a lot of work to do. Um, I think we can win the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, I, if I didn't think we could do it, I, don't, I wouldn't push so hard to do it, uh, to, to join the league. Um, but it's, it's, you know, we, we've, we're competing against teams that are, have been playing football for 100 years and uh, since the 1800s, late 1800s. And so we have a lot of work to do, a lot of transition. Resources are really important. And uh, we, uh, you know, I think we're on track. We're, we're doing a good job with it. Uh, we got a great staff here, got the right people in place. And, um, you know, I, I just, you got to continue to recruit at a very high level yeah. and get the right um, type of, uh, right type of player. Mm-hmm. I say, okay, geez, mm-hmm. uh, our kind of guys, mm-hmm. you know, or our kind of girls. Yeah. Uh, that's the type of, uh, you know, those are people that are selfless, that want to be really good but also are high achievers mm-hmm. and want to be good in the classroom and, 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 and playing surfaces. And um, um, that's what we got to continue to continue to do. In what, a- what area do you think UCF is a little bit behind or maybe would be the biggest challenge to that? Well, I mean, you think about the, the TV distributions that the Autonomy 5 schools have been getting over yeah. the years. I mean, we're, you know, you're talking about 50 million, you know, when you're, you're competing with teams up the road, you know, that have a TV distribution of 50 million and, and, uh, um, per year, um, you know, those are, those are heavily resourced, yeah. um, programs. So and you're talking about budgets, personnel, operating capital, recruiting, yeah. travel, um, capital projects, capital facilities. Yeah. So they're doing everybody it's else. All money, right? <laughs> it's, 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 it's all. So, yeah. and I think that's where we're, where we've got to get caught up. I mean, yeah. the big 12 as well. I mean, you know, I worked at, at a big school school before and they're, they're heavily resourced mm-hmm. and, and they're just starting to get, you work to the university games. They're really getting good at football again. And uh, their basketball program is an elite program. Mm-hmm. And, and so um, that's the type of going into the best basketball conference in the country. Yeah. Uh, next year we'll be in the best basketball conference in the country and it's a high level and we're going to be in a, you know, top three ba- football, football conference. Yeah. And so um, we've got a lot of work to do. So we, that's why evaluation, mm-hmm. recruiting, recruiting <laughs> yeah. and development is the three things that we have to continue to do and, 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 and find those young people that are OKGs. Mm-hmm. I got a few uh, personal uh, rapid-fire questions okay. to end, to end right. here. What's been the, the most challenging moment of your career? Hmm. Challenging moment. Or where you face some adversity, you know? Um, I think COVID yeah. during that COVID time was trying to figure out how to pay our staff, yeah. our bills. Uh, that was really challenging. Um, and, and trying to raise money during that time when no one could, couldn't get people to come to the games and all that kind of stuff. That was, and the stress of that, um, yeah. was, was huge. And then plus competing and trying to play, <laughs> trying to play football, which, you know, um, we did. And, um, that was, uh, that was probably really challenging. Yeah. Um, you know, I think anytime you have to um, let somebody go, mm-hmm. that's another real tough thing to do. Yeah. It's part of the job, um, especially when you're talking about coaches and uh, their families that you get to know. And, and, you know, that's, you know, I haven't had to do it a lot. Some um, it's for the best at times. Um, but those are also really challenging things. Yeah. And then I think the other thing is just, you know, personally, 
is your family life. You know, your people say, well, how do you have work-life balance? You really don't. I mean, I'll just be frank. Yeah. It just is what it is. Your family just kind of knows. And you know, every year during Christmas, it's like, what are we doing for Christmas <laughs> vacation? I don't know which bowl game we're going to. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's like no one ever really knows anything until you know something yeah. about the bowl games or so you can't really plan. And what do you do over spring break? Your whole family is waiting for spring break. Well, what depends on what happens is March Madness. <laughs> you know, so it's like, yeah. it's just, it's, it's a lifestyle. I have two daughters in college now. And, you know, it's, it's just kind of lifestyle. Um, you know, you'd have to ask them what it was like growing up in a um, demanding, um, time demanding job. Um, you know, I've, unfortunately, this is my fault. It's like, it's like the Godfather too. It's the life we choose. Mm -hmm. You know, I've never coached my son in little league one time basketball. We got Played for the, we played for the tournament championship, by the way. I coached, <laughs> uh, the one time I coached some basketball, just, you know, uh, I took over. And, uh, and uh, so, um, and um, that was the only time I never got to coach yeah. him in football. And I regret all that stuff. And I've told, I've talked to him about it. And, and those are some personal things that you, that I know I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be really emotional about it because I'm like, okay, my, all my kids are gone and I didn't do this, this, and this. And, and again, that's, that's where I always go back to. This is the life we choose. We've yeah. also had a lot of things that they probably would yeah. tell you that would was great. So I saw your kids got you on social media, right? They got you yes. doing some some dances my, on there. It's my it's my <laughs> second daughter. She's uh, social media, and she's the one that gets me on. That you were stuff. you were viral for a little bit. Oh, which, I don't know which one. I, I haven't done. I've done a few, and then my wife wanted me to do some challenges, a couple of challenges every once in a while. And so those are the things where I'm not around a lot. Uh, and so when, when they, they ask asked you, uh, and it's like, no, I'm not doing it. And it's and it, like, seriously, it's a fight. Uh, <laughs> I'm not doing it. Yeah. One of the ones I did on New Year's Eve, Miles was like, I do not want to do that. So, you know, it's like, if you love me, you're never here. You don't do this. But <laughs> you're going to do this. Okay. All right. So then you just do it. So, I love it. I love yeah. it. What, what would be the your favorite moment of your career so far? Honestly, it is. It is. The thousands of young people mm-hmm. seem to be successful. A lot of times, when we have young people coming into your office, you come into your enter into your athletics department. They've been told their whole life the only way they can make it out of their circumstances, make it make it out of their environment, is being an entertainer or an athlete. Yeah. And we've convinced them that you can make as much money with the books on your back as the shoes on your feet. Yeah. And to see all these young people that are not athletes, yeah. pros, or not entertainers, that are career guys making money, doing very well, buying houses, starting a new life, breaking the cycle mm-hmm. that they've told that they cannot break. That we, our politicians still today, some politicians talk yeah. about, you can't, you have to depend on other people. You mm-hmm. don't. I've seen it happen. And that's the, been the most rewarding is seeing, and like I said, when someone sit, takes a picture of their office space, their cube, mm-hmm. their office their first house, their first car. That to me is, I'm not, I get real emotional thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, just that is, that is a, that's, that's no, that's when we know we really helped yeah. um, somebody. What's the first 30 minutes of your morning? What are you doing when you wake up? Checking your phone? Uh, yeah, checking my phone. Well, sometimes I usually drive. It depends on where, if I'm taking my son to school or not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of out of the way, but I don't mind. And like today, I took him to, he, he goes to Bishop Moore High School, and took him took him to high school, and then I drove in, and I'm, I'm checking my phone, making calls, yeah. um, and then, yeah, checking emails, 
um, text. Usually it's text. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a big emailer because email, I, I'm like, you want to get a hold of me? Text me. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I have too much. And then I have, you know, I check Twitter, you know, yeah. for all the advice that I get on Twitter. <laughs> and make sure I make sure I'm not missing yeah. something. <laughs> so, uh, you know, make sure, make sure I'm doing things right. Uh, so, um, but, um, but it's fun. You know, it's yeah. fun interacting with the fans and I try to interact with them as much as I possibly can yeah. with the legit questions. And, and, uh, um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it, every day is a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have personnel, you have student athletes, you have a lot of emotional, a lot of emotional people. That's part of an athletics. You have a lot of people that are wanting to yeah. win. And when, you know, winning at a high level, things are going good. When you're not winning as much, things are a little more difficult. And so a lot of personalities to me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, last one I got for you. Yeah. How do you define success? Depends on, it depends on the area. Uh, I, I, there's successful moments all the time. Um, and it could be a two week successful moment. I, I don't, I don't really define success because, um, success is different to different people. Um, we have a student athlete that uh, has a learning disability, um, but is a hard worker and his success is a lot different than one of my engineering students, yeah. right? And so they work hard. They, they go to school every single day. They want to change. You know, they want to, they want to improve. Um, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're a team that wins zero and then you win six the next year, yeah. that's success. Uh, I think improvement is how I define success. Are you getting better? Are you a high producer? Um, do, you, do you achieve at a high level? Um, and I think everybody has to determine what that is. And, um, so it's a, it's a, it's, it's interesting because, um, I always say you want to be a little better than you were the day before. Yeah. And, um, you know, from a revenue standpoint, we need to raise one more dollar than we did before. Mm-hmm. So that's how I defined success is just getting better at what you do. Cause if you don't constantly push yourself of getting better, you mm-hmm. could go backwards. Yeah. And uh, that's the hard part, especially, you know, your achievements of the day become your expectations of tomorrow. And so you have to become, continue to be high achievers. And it may look differently in different areas, achieving. You may have achieved something really big this year, and it may be something different this year because of the goals that you set. And so um, I I think it's a tough question to answer um, because everybody is at a different point in their lives, Um, you know. We're, we, we, from a basketball standpoint, if we win, you know, if we win the conference, uh, you know, in, in the Big 12, when we go or win the AAC, AAC this year, that's, yeah. that's successful. a lot of successful. Yeah, yeah, because we haven't done it. And so, uh, you know, um, you know, men's soccer, football, um, you know, we've done it before. Yeah. So other sports, softball, you know, softball, we won it last year. You know, now our, our achievements become our expectations of tomorrow. So is it successful that if you do exactly what you did last year? I'd say so. Mm-hmm. But, but what's, the, what's the next threshold of that success? Well, you went to the Sweet 16 in softball last year, won the conference. So you got to go to the Elite Eight now? <laughs> yeah. Or just going back to the NCAA tournament is successful? Yeah. I think, that, I think you have to define that yourself. Well, I appreciate your time. Yeah. This is awesome. It was fun. Yeah, it's fun. I'm, I'm a UCF fan now, so okay, I'm excited. Good. Uh, excited. Well, After glad to meeting have you. JRP, meeting you, it's oh been, yeah, it's good. It's been good. How was appreciate he? It. Was he fun? He was. He was amazing. Yeah, it's he was. Good. He was. I mean, the video guys were there. He was cool, right? It was, yeah. He was a great personality, and it was fun talking to him. He's 
And he does everything. I, he plays the piano. He's a singer. He's, he, he plays baseball, football. I mean, guy's yeah. amazing. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He's got a, he's got a cat, though. Does That's he have a cat? Yeah, he's, he's a cat, a cat. Guy? He's got a cat. Like, hey. That's a little weird. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I was like. You gotta, when I first met him, he's got a cat. I was like, oh. <laughs> Coach, you know he's got a cat. He made fun of himself about having a yeah. cat. So he was like, I know. I, he goes, but I, you know, I kind of wanted a pet during COVID. And he was like, because I got a cat. And he's like, and I was like, dude, a cat? <laughs> I said, like, they don't Is take, he the only quarterback in the country with a cat? I, I don't know. I said, he's, he go, uh, he's, uh, I said, the NFL doesn't take quarterbacks because they want, they have cats. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's a joke. That's great. No, but anyway, it's good. It's good. Appreciate it. Yeah, man, awesome. appreciate Thank you guys. So much. Appreciate Thank it. you, man.